Good evening, everyone, and God bless you so much. <clears throat> we are so happy to have you with us tonight. This is Jerry Lee speaking for the Manifester, and tonight's subject should be very interesting, the battle revelation. I want you to stick with me on this, because there is going to be something of the most uttermost importance for your life, for your future, and for your family, by listening to this whole teaching. This whole teaching is absolutely essential for the Christian of today. And for people that just want to know how they should live, as regards all of these upcoming crises that seem to be abounding everywhere. So, keep this in mind, and stick with me. We are also having electrical storms in this area, and uh, we've had several pops on our uh, computer system here. Uh, if you lose this for a little bit, don't give up. Just hang in, get things turned back on, and as the way it has been in the past, you'll still be able to get in on the subject. Okay, now my message tonight is about the, the world condition and what we as Christians are to do about it, how, <clears throat> how we are to react, how we are to not react, and the importance of us following the method that Jesus Christ laid down, that the, the Bible lays down. So I want you to really be in a, a meditative, prayerful mood. Because, you know, there has been a lot of uh, indoctrination. There has been a lot of brainwashing. There has been a lot of uh, deep uh, repetition that has just hammered and hammered and hammered a certain theme uh, of what to follow and, and of the things to expect. And uh, there has been a lot of fear that has been created in the minds of a lot of people and a lot of confusion. And people are, are not knowing uh, which way to turn or what to do, uh, and I am here today by the Spirit of God to show you the way. And listen to me, please, because I do have the message of the hour from God, and I do have the word that is the true word for you to listen to. And there is nothing that you have to do to get this word but to listen to it. No obligation whatsoever. I want to start off reading uh, from the book of Ephesians, and we'll read from Ephesians, the sixth chapter, beginning with the tenth verse. The Word of God says this, finally, and that's a powerful word right there alone, resolutely, to bring things to a final conclusion. Finally, my brethren, which in this sense incorporates all the sisters in the Lord too, the family of God. Finally, dear family of God, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, how does one go about being of this resolution to be strong in the Lord? 
and in the power of of his might. Well, we had an insight into that when we were teaching the two witnesses. The revelation that seemed not possibly to be able to be saying what it said. But what it said was, not by might, not by power, but by my by, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Now it wasn't saying that there wasn't might and power in 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 the spirit of God, but it was saying not by worldly might, not by worldly uh, 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 force, but by the spirit of God, and and so that goes along with this. Finally, my family. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. God wants us to be strong. God wants us to, 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 to be mighty in the power of God. But knowing what the power of God is, is the revelation of this message today called the battle revelation. Now, in verse 11 it says, um, it says, Put on the whole armor of God. So we're going to um, we're going to uh, look at this putting on the whole armor of God, and uh, we're going to consider exactly what that message is uh, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, what the Bible seems to be interested in here is not the power of the Roman army at the time, not the world turmoil that was going on in the world at the time not the problem with politics not the problem with disarray and financial economic downturns but the bible was interested was was suggesting in a very powerful way that in order to be strong in the lord and have the power of his might that you have to put on this whole armor of god that you would be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, when we were showing and teaching about the, 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 the wars of the angels, we showed that the greatest war had to do with the minds. It, it was, a, it was a, a mind war. And that mind wars are extremely powerful, mighty events. So, as we look at this, uh, putting on the putting on the whole armor of God is a lot about having to do with girding up the loins of your mind how to think how to broadcast your prayers how to react with your mind uh, to circumstances that pop up and that happen uh, instantaneously and to consider that many of these things that are happening, that there is an undergirding force, there is an undersource that is contributing to the difficulty and the problems that are going on. And it is described here as the wiles of the devil. And then preposition for, and it gives the causation for, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, 
against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bible. This is what the Word of God says. I believe this Word. And I believe <clears throat> that a lot of people under the banner of Christianity, who are acting as zealots at this time, are not properly understanding the Word of God. They are living back into the days of Moses, when Moses was going out and just, you know, invite him and Joshua... And they they were just destroying and and uh, involved in killing one one group uh, of people, nations, cities, wiping out everyone. And someone says, "Well, God told them to do that. Um, God as represented told them to do that." But don't don't get confused by not knowing what the Word of God really is saying. We have to understand the difference between God is represented and what the true word of God is, and we can we can prove that there is a difference by the words of Jesus. We can prove the difference. Now let's look at one of the differences. Let's look at one of the differences between the old Mosaic way, the Moses way of going out, the Joshua way of going out, which a lot of times Christians have just applauded and not even given them serious thought about those people that suffered in a hellish way. They, they forget that at Selah, Petra, that 10,000 people were taken up to the top of the rocks and were cast down on the, on the spiky rocks below to, to die in torture. They forget uh, that under David, uh, David's regime with Joab, uh, 10,000 other persons were, were uh, marched through fire kilns alive, and those that refused to had their legs hawked. And, and I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are a lot of people out here preaching the Bible that do not know the, the, the Word of God in the Bible. And, and uh, I am here to take a stand. I, I am here to take a stand. Uh, it may be opposite from what any of the others or most of the others are preaching. That doesn't matter. I want to hear what the Word of Jesus has to say. And look here in the fifth chapter of, of Matthew, what it says. The fifth chapter of Matthew. In verse 43, you have heard that it hath been said. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus is speaking. You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. It has been said that in the Old Testament. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. It has been said this very thing. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. May I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the vast uh, part of the Christian society is in this mode right there? That that is where they are living, that is where they are thinking, that is where the zealot preachers are training them and, and are penetrating their skulls uh, every service uh, to be full of anger, to be for, full of hate. 
people are being taught to hate the Muslims. People are being taught to hate the President of the United States. People are being taught to hate, hate, hate. And even I have seen where Christian so-called ministers, zealots, are teaching people in a subversive way that they should be prepared to be part of those that rise up and overthrow the government of the United States. I want to tell you something that those people are, are following the power of the Prince of Darkness. And I adjure them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost that they cease their renderings for the Lord will come like a flying scroll into their homes through the windows and the doors and will visit them until they are shown that the power of God is king and doth rule ladies and gentlemen here is what Jesus says you have heard that it has been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy and that is what is going on today now listen to this, verse 44. But I say unto you, I, Jesus, say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. He sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? In other words, do not the politicians do the same thing? Of course they do. And if you salute your your religious denominations only what do you more than others do not even the publicans do so be you therefore perfect even as your father which is in heaven is perfect now ladies and gentlemen this is the word of the Lord this is the word of the Lord and it goes when you go back to the Nicene Fathers uh, and some of the works that they did, and not all of the works, because there were some beautiful things that did come out of the Nicene. But there are works that came out in which they were afraid that people would turn away from the church. And they found it necessary to try to incorporate in every turn they could, turning every word that they could possibly turn into the word hell and 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 the warnings of hell so that people were afraid uh, of this diabolical uh, uh, hole into which they would be cast and burned forever and tortured and would be afraid to not go to church in order to escape it and would be pay, willing to pay any price to get their relatives out of that hell and be freed from it. And there's a lot of the same kind of indoctrination going on today. 
pe- people are, are, are being led uh, to buy books that are not inspired by the Holy Ghost, to, to read and see, to see videos that are not inspired by the Holy Ghost, because they punctuate and accentuate all of the forces of evil and darkness and hate and wrath and fear. And anyone, anyone, I don't care what priestly robe or, or what what elite uh, group of uh, of office that you hold that does that kind of ministry is not walking in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. That is not the plan of Jesus Christ. You're back in the Old Testament blood. You're back in the Old Testament blood. The Testament blood that refused to follow the leadings of God. And that's why the book of the wars was lost. Because it revealed a, a different strategy than the people of Israel were allowed, uh, were willing to follow. Than, than Moses was willing to follow, or Joshua was willing to follow. Oh, but look at the great works they did. They didn't do nothing. Every great thing that was done was done by God, and it was done by His loving, tender kindness and mercy, regardless of their errors and sins. Now, I want you to know that this word tonight is is going to be serious, because it is about something going on that has got people not being able to come into the rest of the Lord. God wants to bring His people into a rest. And and from all of the time of Moses until now, the same veil, Jesus said, and Paul said, that had been over the eyes of the, of those people in, in the days of Moses and since Moses, and even to the time of Jesus and the time of Paul, was still over their eyes. They were still believing something that was not true. They were looking through a glass darkly. They were seeing things not the way they were. They were seeing things the way they were not and believing them to be true. Therefore, believing a lie which could only bring damnation upon them as the Scripture says. That that, that there were those people that were partaking in the communion and they were not partaking in, in the proper way that Therefore, they were bringing damnation to themselves because they were not right in the spirit in which they were taking the communion. And that same thing is going on today in gross, in vast, vast numbers under the banner called Christianity and religion. But it's not just Christians. It's people of other religions as well. Okay. We want to go on. We want to cover so much. There is so much to say. There is so much to minister on. And I, I don't want to miss any of this. It, it is absolutely, uh, absolutely important uh, for, for God's people to understand this battle revelation, what the battle really is. The battle revelation, as explained in Matthew twenty two forty four and Mark twelve thirty six, said the you know the Lord said unto my Lord, you know, uh, uh, just sit still here until I make thine enemies thy footstool. That's what God is wanting to talk to you about. That's what God is wanting the ministers to understand. You know, just. Hey, just sit down and, and rest in the Lord. Just trust in the Lord until I make your enemies your footstool. 
And that isn't to kill them and torture them and to wipe them out, but to make them a footstool. And, and, and so this, this thing that I read to you in Matthew 5.43 and the verses following, and, and, and it's also in Luke 6.27-55, about love your enemies. Now, people are getting heavier and heavier burdens. Uh, you know, I, I, I was looking at some statistics the other night, and it was amazing. Uh, in, the, in the Christian uh, uh, voter groups, uh, the large percentage uh, of those uh, voters who believed that Obama was the Antichrist. I'm going to tell you people, get off that devil horse because if you keep on it you will ride right into the pit of darkness with it because you are doing what Jesus said not to do the Jesus said judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you shall be judged if you belong to a, a, a society to a, a um, you know a democracy or, or call it what you will, that, that, that believes that whoever gets the, the majority of votes uh, becomes uh, the president, uh, then you are part of that. Whether you are on the side that voted different or on the part that voted for it, you are part of that. And, and accordingly, it is everyone's job uh, to stand by that society if they're going to be part of that society. And, and I think that this thing that's being taught now uh, by uh, politicians uh, that hate, uh, uh, you know, uh, Obama and, and that hate uh, uh, the opposite uh, party uh, successes, uh, I think that that is being used as a demonic tool. And someone says, well, are you saying that you are backing? I'm not saying I'm backing anything but Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you that going out and judging and going out and planning revolution uh, against one's own country uh, is not the Bible way. It's not what Jesus Jesus taught. It's not what is part of the plan of salvation. And, and those people that are teaching that, and I don't care who they are, and I don't care if they would never, ever, ever be interested in ever having me say a word on their channel or on their radio or in their books, uh, that has absolutely not a spit of interest to me. All I am really interested in is that the Word of God, the Word of Jesus Christ, is preached to this world and preached to those people who say they believe in God so that they can know what the plan of God is and what the battle revelation is about. Blessed be the name of God. And so, here's what the Lord is wanting to say to you. Are you weary? Are you heavy laden? Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 29. That's the word of the Lord. Come unto me, I will give you rest. Not, come... Okay, now, I understand that there's a little buffing going on, and they'll lose some of the people. But hang in. Come right back on. Uh, I'm going to just keep preaching. And uh, you, um, you just hang in there because uh, we've got some weather out here. And, and, uh, but, but, you know, this message is going to get out. Bless the name of God.
So Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29, you know, you that are weary, you that are heavy laden, come unto me, I will give you rest. That is the, that is the call. That's the song of Jesus Christ. He wants to give us rest. He doesn't want to stir you up into animosities, stir you up to feel like you're about to be swallowed uh, by hell, stir you up to make you feel like like the financial uh, uh, kingdom of the United States is, is going down the drain hole. Uh, you know, I, well, here's what I would tell you. Regardless of what's going to happen financially in the long run with the United States of America or not happen, what's it to thee? Follow thou me, the Lord says. What's it to thee? God is going to do like he did for David. Provide in the midst of the enemies a banquet. He'll provide a place for you. He is your staff. He is the one going before you. He will keep you. He will protect you. As long as you are walking in His name and living for Him according to how you are told to love. To be able to love your enemies and and love and pray for those who despitefully use you. And I'm going to go into that here in a little bit and show you just how really, really important that is. There are millions of people today that have no rest in their spirit. They have no peace in their spirit. They're upset about the war. They're, uh, they're upset about the crises that are going on, the financial problems. <clears throat> they're upset about all the things that they're hearing on the news and the things that they're hearing uh, in, in the political spectrum and in the liturgical church spectrum. And uh, they are taking those things and drinking them, knowing not that, that, that they are creating a terror, uh, T-E-R-R-O-R, unto their own selves. They're creating their own terrorist uh, by... By believing those things so that those things that are mounting up in their mind are becoming personified um, as a tribulator and, and they are already entering a state of tribulation because before it has even happened they are all wound up with the message of it and, and instead of entering into the rest of the Lord. God wants to bring His people today into a rest. And in Hebrews 3.11-18, and Hebrews 4.1-11, it talks about those people that did not enter into the rest. It talks about those people that didn't understand, did not really understand what the Sabbath was. And Paul says, if there had not been another rest, uh, then there would not have been another day. But, but there is a rest yet to be entered into, of God's people. And, and, and people are not entering into the rest of, of God to be able to rest and trust and to take and put their, their heavy burdens upon God. God wants to be depended upon as the healer. God wants to be depended upon as the Savior. God, through Jesus, wants to depend, be dependent upon as, as love, as love so great and, and so full of mercy uh, that it has the capability for everyone that will believe uh, to nourish you and, and to cuddle you and to bring you through any kind of trouble that you could ever confront or ever become uh, 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 entangled in. Blessed be the name of the living God. In the olden days, 
God wanted Moses to understand that God would send an angel before the people and the angel would go before the people and would clear the land he, the angel would use uh, uh, bees or, or, or various kind of, uh, of uh, stinging type of critters like hornets and uh, he would clear out the land uh, it not being necessary to go and to kill anybody uh, God showed that uh, he had a plan once where there was a, a great enemy army that was getting ready to come and to destroy this city and uh, the prophet spoke up and said do not be afraid uh, I the Lord am going to take care of, of these people I'm going to stop them and they are not going to come to this city they are not going to, to damage or hurt or destroy this city and God sent germs a plague into that camp and, and the germs did the job the germs did the job it stopped the army but, but it was just the army the people that were that were geared to kill the people that were geared and had already had many uh, engagements in which they had killed raped and plundered it was the germs that went out and tell those people didn't go into the city and 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 kill the little children and the, and the mothers and 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 the, and the people not not in any way guilty. Uh, God had a plan. Uh, there was an army of the Lord uh, through the angels of God that would have gone before them, but it was not what they wanted. Uh, they wanted to have a king like the other nations had a king. They didn't want theocracy. They wanted to have uh, 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 soldiers. Uh, to to be able to go out and 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 to fight wars and and uh, to pillage and destroy and and take home the loot, uh, they wanted that and that's what they ended up getting because God will not interfere with a person's will, and so those things are very very important to understand. They're very important to recognize that you can have some of those same things going on uh, uh, right now in in your mind world. In your mind world, you could be back there in the days when when there was those as I read to you uh, in Matthew you have heard that it has been said you have heard that it has been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy there are people that are in that kind of a mode Excuse me, and they are so into it that they cannot hear the other voice of the Savior speaking. But I say unto you, and basically here's what he's saying, but I say unto you, it doesn't matter that this is something that was written by Moses or the prophets. It doesn't matter this is something that was practiced by the army of Israel. It doesn't matter that this was something uh, that they went forward and that they even slayed the, 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 the um, uh, various people uh, that were even at one time their friends. Uh, it doesn't matter that they did all of these things and even though they, they did it in the, in the name uh, they claimed of the Lord it was not it was in God as represented and not in the perfect will of God Uh, it doesn't matter that they said those things that's what this verse is saying he says I am saying to you I Jesus am saying to you love your enemies and bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you well I'll tell you there is so much hate that's being fed about the Muslims and I'm not a Muslim 
But I would tell you, there's so much hate that's being fed against those people. Instead, God's people should be praying for them. Because that's what the Bible teaches. God's people should be praying for them. Instead, they are being, they are being hated. And, 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 and they are just people. They are just souls. They are just individuals. They are people. They are individuals. They are souls. Uh, just like, like you and I. Some says, yeah, but they don't believe like us. Do you think that you, how you believe is perfect? Don't, don't fool yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, in the end of time, uh, we may all be surprised who ends up uh, to, be, to be in the kingdom of God and who doesn't. Uh, those who we thought were perfect and going to make it in may not even make it in, uh, according to that kind of thinking. So listen to me tonight. Listen to this message tonight, because I'm going to show you the th- some things that is absolutely going to open your eyes. Now, how did... Did God want the people uh, to understand how to how to uh, come against uh, threatening nations, nations that you know might might be you know as serious as terrorists or serious as as potential um, nations with the atomic bomb? In the fourth chapter of Ezekiel, God spoke unto the Son of Man, which was Ezekiel, that time, and said, here's what I want you to do. We've got some problems out here, and I need you to do a proxy. So, he said, take unto yourself a tile, and lay it before you, and portray upon it the city, even Jerusalem, and lay siege against it, and build a fort against it, and cast a mount against it, set the cap also against it, and set battering rams against it around about. Moreover, take thou unto thee an iron pan, and set it for a wall of iron between thee and the city, and set thy face against it, and it shall be besieged, and thou shalt lay siege against it, and this shall be a sign to the house of Israel." Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's quite a bit more to the Scripture in there than that, and you can take the time to read it. But in the days of this great, great man, this great uh, prophet Ezekiel, who was the one who received the the, uh, incredible revelation of the wheel in the middle of the wheel, and the cherubimic wheels and and the Ophanim wheels, uh, this man was told, here's what you do. Lay a proxy. If, if if there's a nation that is that is uh, in danger uh, to 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 the work of God, if there are a people who are in danger to the work of God, uh, you can take a proxy. Because when you do it this way, then it turns the handling of it over to the the spirit of of God's love, and God handles it uh, by. Uh, you know, causing uh, things to happen in a certain way that none of us can even fashion. And he says, uh, you know, lay siege against it. If there there is uh, something that God has, you believe that God has shown you, be sure that you are right. Then 
do a proxy and, and take a tile and put it up and portray upon it uh, what that problem is and, and and lay siege against it and build a fort against it and cast a mount against it and set the camp also against it. You've got the power to, to create an army to, to, to uh, within your mind as a proxy to, to come against an army of prayer warriors, an army of people who, who can touch God, an army of people who can believe in God, an army of people who can come into the, the mind empowerment for the day cometh that they will neither worship in this mountain or that mountain, Jesus said, but the day cometh that they that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. There's a whole army of people out there a whole army of people that has that capability and you can selectively bring them together just by a proxy and put them in the camp with you and and you you can you can set a mount cast a mount and and you can set a battering ram not just a ram but rams battering rams against it and you it says take thee an iron pan and set it for a wall of iron between thee and the city and set thy face against it and it shall be besieged. It's not just going to be a wish. It's not just going to be an imaginative thing. It's not just going to be a suppose. It's going to go beyond that. There's something empowering. There's something spiritual and mental. There's something energizing about the mind being able to take figurative things that are symbolic and make them the proxy uh, to to cause things to actually happen. And it says here in this word of God, and it shall be besieged and thou shalt lay siege against it. This shall be assigned to the house of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear this word of God. I want you to hear that you know, that yes, it has been said. It has been said Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But that was said by people that did horrible things. That people that went out and, and did things that most people are not even aware of. How that they, they caused people to suffer. The very uh, Midianites, the very Midianites to whom Moses married the, the uh, daughter of the priest. And who were the ones that that took Moses in when he fleed from the Pharaoh of Egypt and they comforted him and they fed him and they took him in as part of the family that whole that tribe of that people uh, later were turned uh, were turned on uh, when they who were trying to save themselves and they used some of their women to distract away their, their soldiers from bringing judgment against them because they realized they had just been put in w- with the rest of, of the nations that were planned to be com- uh, planned to be uh, conquered and uh, the orders were given and they went in and they they killed and 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 and, and uh, destroyed uh, those people, uh, there was no mercy, no remembrance, uh, and Jesus said that you know, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy was the way that they thought, and they taught that. But he says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And I, that's in the fifth chapter of Matthew, beginning with the 43, uh, 43rd verse. 
through the 48th. And I lay this out as a challenge to you who are listening. And I lay this out as a challenge to those who will be playing back the tape and listening later. And to every minister, and to every so-called prophet, and every so-called priest, and every so-called politician uh, who would dare uh, to use any other kind of an idea or of a thought uh, of, of the idea of going back to those old murderous days of, of, uh, of the Old Testament, uh, going back to those days of hate, uh, of, of, to, to, to hate uh, your, your enemy, uh, but only love your, only love your neighbor. Uh, I challenge this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Blessed be the name of God. Okay. Um, there are so many things that we have got to get down into this, into this record. So many things that we've got to understand. In the book of Romans, uh, the uh, 11th chapter and the 26th verse, here is a resolution. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. In the final resolution of things, in the final salvation of things, what is needed is not to go out and destroy everybody that you don't like or you don't believe in or that has a, a different nationality or a different uh, a concept uh, of, um, of democracy or a different concept of political fashion um, or that you think is just a bad guy and is going to hurt the world. Uh, the thing to think about for Israel to be saved is the only thing that's going to save Israel is the power of God the deliverer of God and what are they going to do to, to, to save Israel uh, destroy their the armies that might come against them uh, uh, hate the people that might come against them um, torture the people that might come against them no here's what it says and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. There's the real problem. The sin that is in people. The sin that is in the church. The sin that is in religion. The sin that is in so-called Christianity. The sin and the unjustness. Uh, the disobedience to the words of Jesus Christ. The disobedience to the instructions of the gospel. That is what is causing the problems uh, you you can be in the middle of a storm and it cannot touch you if you are in the will and the favor of God. You can be surrounded with a a depression and it not touch you if you are in the will of God. If you have come into the rest of God and even anything that does happen it will not take away your peace because the peace that God gives you is a peace of your soul and that is what is really important and that is what really really uh, is counted and that is why the scripture says in, in uh, Romans 12 uh, 2 and be not conformed to this world but be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. It comes back to the mind, the mind of the spirit, the mind of the brain, that we have got to use those two sources. And we have got to understand those sources. And we've got to allow the Spirit of God uh, uh, to move through our minds and cleanse our minds and, and, and to renew the minds. It says, for, for don't be conformed to this world. Don't, don't follow what the newscasters are telling you. Don't follow what the the so-called prophets and revelators and, and preachers and evangelists and, and visionaries are telling you. If they are telling you things that are, you know, love your neighbors but, but hate your enemies, they are not speaking the words of Jesus Christ. They are not helping you find the rest. They are not leading you into the love of Jesus Christ. I want you to come into love. I want you to come into the love that will relax you, that will heal you, that will that will save you, that will cause your body to be regenerated and your spirit to be regenerated. Ladies and gentlemen, God has a plan, and His plan uh, is is great. Now, there are many things that God wants us to understand. And in the 14th chapter of Romans, it talks about how that there are some people that are weak in faith. And it says, you know, receive those people that are weak in faith. Don't split off from them. Don't put them under the curse. Don't put them under damnation. Don't give them a despiteful name. Uh, but pray for them. Don't don't enter into uh, doubtful dis, uh, disputations with them. Uh, for it says, One may believe that, that he can eat all things. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Uh, another uh, that, that eateth... Uh, it says, Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. We're in the 14th chapter of Romans, the third verse. And let not him which eateth judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. There are different people with different religious in insights, different Christian insights. We can't judge them. Just leave them alone. God wants you to, to enter the rest. He said to you, the Lord said unto my Lord, come and sit here, be still, uh, until the, the Lord uh, makes your enemies become your footstool. That's what God is wanting to do for you. That's how God is wanting to lead you into peace, lead you into love, lead you into regeneration. That is how God is wanting to turn your day and your life and, and all of your circumstances around. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. And it goes on. Who are you? Verse 4. Uh, that thou judgest another man's servant. To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. Uh, we can't judge other people. We must not judge other people. We must not judge judge uh, in, in the political realm. Uh, we, we can make our, 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 our mark, and we can vote for who we want. Uh, we, we can do our part, but that's all that you can do. God doesn't want you to go out and, and do what some, some of the zealots did in the time of, 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 the, of the Roman Empire. Uh, 
Empire. Uh, these people thought they were being brave for, for God. Uh, they, they thought they were doing great things. And this happened also in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, king of, of, uh, of Babylon. Uh, there were people that rebelled uh, when they should not have rebelled. And I'm going to show you scripture for that. And and those zealots in the t- time of... of um, of the Roman Empire, uh, if they would not have rebelled like they were rebelling, and 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 they did not count the cost. The Bible says, "Before you build uh, a house uh, uh, and put up a foundation, be sure you have the goods to make it work." Those zealots didn't have enough arms; they didn't have enough of an army to defeat the Romans. And so they went out there, they caused all this trouble, and what happened? They ended up being the causation of the holy articles of God and and the holy uh, temple and Jerusalem being destroyed. Being broken down and destroyed by the Romans. Because they were going out there, uh, you know, they were going out there shouting, uh, you know, to be involved in insurrection. They were teaching people to to come against the army and come against against uh, uh, the peace that they had. And what did it result in? It resulted in their uh, uh, their temple being destroyed. That's what it resulted in. And I'm going to tell you this, that the people that get involved in these things uh, uh, that have to do with, with revolution and ideas of becoming part of a group, uh, and you think that you're doing some religious thing of God to be part of, of some uh, physical army group that will overthrow the, uh, the government, uh, God is going to judge you uh, because you have judged. And God is not calling you to that kind of a service or that kind of a duty. God is calling you to trust in Him. And, and God is calling, calling you uh, to, to believe that if you get down on your knees and if you do proxies, you can change the whole world without having to go out and kill a single solitary person. You can have the rest of God living in you and the love of God churning in you and that is what God is calling his people together because just according to the ratios of God you know one person that is turned on with God can 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 chase a thousand and, and, and that just keeps escalating so let's go on with this scripture in the 14th chapter of Romans not to judge verse 5 uh, one man esteemeth one day above another uh, another esteemeth every day alike let every man be fully persuaded in his own man he that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he does not regard it he that eateth eateth to the Lord for he giveth God thanks he that eateth not to the Lord he eateth not and giveth God thanks um for none of us, let's listen to this, for none of us, for none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. What should this world be doing right now instead of fighting each other and hating each other? They should be more concerned about the uh, the, the terrible possible uh, germs uh, that may rise up. Uh, they should be more more concerned about the poor and the suffering and the diseased and the crippled and the deaf 
and the blind. Uh, they should be more concerned about the millions of people that are suffering and the millions of the poor. Uh, this doesn't need to have have the first emphasis put on some rocket that will shoot up and destroy a whole nation. Uh, let's turn to God, people. And, and let's believe in God. And let's believe in the words of Jesus Christ who has taught us by His Spirit that if we want to be perfect like the Father is perfect that we need to have love in us and that if we don't have that love in us then we're not going to become perfect like the Father is perfect and let's go on with this word in Romans 14 verse 8 for whether we live we live unto the Lord and whether we die we die unto the Lord whether we live therefore or die we are the Lord's this is the bottom line this is what you have to remember. Go out there and create a revolution and bring a bunch of people into suffering and death. Destroy the homeland. See what it does for you and for, for, for all of your people. <coughs> nothing but destruction. Nothing but death. It is not the plan of God. It is not the will of God. In the end... The scripture says, whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we do the live or die, because it is the Lord's. See, so, for to this end, Christ both died and rose and re received that he might be the Lord, both of the dead and the living. And I want you to get a note in your mind on that. I do, do not want you to forget that last note because in my teaching here tonight I'm going to bring something out that's sensational. He says he's the Lord both of the dead and the living. Let me repeat that three times so you get that down. The Lord Jesus Christ is the, is the Lord both of the dead and the living. Jesus Christ is the Lord of both the dead and the living. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the dead and the living. But why didst thou judge thy brother? Why didst thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before, before the judgment seat of Christ. So, in the 14th verse, my last verse on this scripture here, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ that there is nothing unclean of itself. To him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. There is a lot of things going on in this political spectrum, in this economic mecca in which we are in this drindle mentality that everything is going down a funnel hole. And people that are esteeming, that, and they, they want to guarantee that it's the end of the U.S. dollar, that it's the end of the U.S. economy, that the U.S. economy is going to go down, it's the end of that nation. They want to guarantee to that. Well, I'm going to tell you that you are working against the prayers that I pray. Because the way I pray for the United States of America is God save America. God save America redeem those people that are in air redeem those people that are in sin clean up the sin clean up the the the, the uh, spiritual intolerance and air uh, I pray for God to save uh, that nation just as I pray for God to save Canada and that's how I believe people should should be praying I believe they should get on on their on the side lay down with a tile and an iron pan in front of them like Ezekiel did and and 
do proxies uh, against against uh, anything that would encroach upon the 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 power of of that nation uh, of the United States or, or of Canada or any nation who has believed in God and not just give up on it and let the the, the, the powers and the principalities of darkness uh, take it over uh, for just in case you have forgotten what I read to you in Ephesians uh, uh, you know let me read it again ladies and gentlemen for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places Ephesians 6 10 through 14 ladies and gentlemen well, you take that word right there, and you take the word in which Jesus spoke in, in Matthew that I read to you, in which here it says, we're not fighting flesh and blood. People have got this thing mixed up. They think, they think they're fighting against someone who might be a king or a president. They think they're fighting against someone who might be uh, of a different religious nature. They think that they're fighting against uh, some other uh, uh, nation or, or they're fighting against the terrorist. Let me tell you who the tribulator is. The tribulator is, is mentioned in, in the sense of it being principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what the Bible says we are to be involved with. We are to understand that is our war. And so when I talk to you about the battle revelation, that's the battle revelation. The battle revelation is to wake up and to blow the trumpet of Zion and to understand that we are fighting against the wiles of the devils. We are fighting against the principalities and the powers. These undergirding currents that are stimulated and put in place by forces and principalities of darkness. That is what we are fighting. And we need to remember that every human being, regardless of color or nationality, regardless of religion, uh, regardless of what they have been brainwashed into uh, by years and years uh, of, of genetic uh, leanings, ladies and gentlemen, that they are still souls and they all have the possibility to be saved, just like all Israel is going to be saved. And you need to be able to play a part in that. Bless the name of God. Hang and hold here a second. Okay. Now, um, let's look here at um, at uh, some other interesting things uh, before I get into this uh, one particular subject. Someone, someone will probably say, "Well, even Jesus, even Jesus." Uh, said one time um, to his disciples uh, uh, but now he that hath the purse let him take it and likewise his script and he that hath no sword let him sell his garment and buy a sword um, <clears throat> he did not say this until, how, until he said unto Peter before the cock crow uh, twice this day thou shalt twice deny uh, that thou knowest me and, and it didn't seem possible that that could happen. But he knew that there were defiant people in his group. He knew there were people 
uh, especially two persons uh, that were persons uh, that were to- totally uh, into the battle plan uh, to kill anybody that tried to interfere uh, with their Jesus uh, and, and to, to go at war in the flesh to do it. And uh, so they said, well, we've got enough money to buy two swords. Well, there was 12 of them, <laughs> plus Jesus, Not even counting other disciples around about. And two swords uh, for, for 12 of them, plus Jesus, uh, that was all done for a very particular reason. And one of the particular reasons, and the other one not yet uh, 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 you know, described, but we'll just work on the one, was because G- uh, Peter would use that to cut off the ear uh, of of uh, of one of those that came into the garden uh, against Jesus, and Jesus said, "No, stop, stop, Peter! Don't do that. Put away your sword." And Jesus, you know, basically was one of those that taught, "They that live by the sword shall die by the sword." And he reached up and he healed that ear, he took that ear, and put it back on that was cut off. That was how Jesus dealt, and that was the purpose why that that sword was made available because Jesus foreknew exactly what was going to be done and Jesus wanted to show that killing with the sword was not his plan and here's what Jesus did know Jesus knew that if they tried to fight with those those two swords that his disciples would be killed Peter would be killed and, and, and the others would be killed and that's why Jesus acted uh, so succinctly as he did because he did not want his disciples to be killed now uh, I, I, I do very I, do, I don't do very much television I mostly watch uh, sometimes a little of the news uh, but, but uh, occasionally uh, I'll uh, watch uh, a program and the other night I was watching an old cowboy movie and in this cowboy movie, uh, there was um, uh, these uh, Union uh, soldiers, and they were coming into this Indian reservation, and they were taking away the guns from uh, the soldiers. Uh, not, pardon me, from the Indians. Some of them had guns. And they were taking them away, and, um, and there was a large group of, of soldiers that outnumbered even the Indians on the reservation. But there was one Indian who was deaf, and he was a young Indian, and he was holding on to his rifle, and uh, he did not understand the command of the officer to give up his gun. And so when the officer tried to take it away, he held on to it and wouldn't let it go. And one of the other Indians who could not talk English was trying to tell the soldier that this that this young brave was deaf and he could not hear or understand what he was saying about giving up the gun. Well, in, in the wrestling that pursued, the Indian's gun uh, went off. As soon as it went off, all of the... Uh, Union soldiers began to shooting the Indians until they had killed every single solitary Indian on that whole reservation. Now, I thought about that. I thought about how that people go out who do not have the understanding of God. Do not um, do not follow the words of Jesus Christ that He taught that I've read to you today. The words that I read to you in the Book of Ephesians. 
Do not listen to what the Bible says. And they go out in ignorance and they hold on uh, to these old methods of warfare and these old methods, you know, and, and they're deaf to what's going on. By the same token, all these other forces that are out there, that they are being used, uh, used by the principalities and the powers of darkness. And that one resistance, which was innocent, brought down the lives of all of that whole reservation, including the, the, the fathers, the mothers, and the children. They all died as a result of that. And, and I thought, my God, isn't that like what is going on today? Isn't that how that people who, th- who are trying to be zealots, uh, like they did in the days of uh, like they did in the in, in, in the days uh, of the zealots uh, when the Roman Empire was in force, and it caused all the destruction uh, to the people uh, of Israel and, and 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 the loss of the temple and the breaking down. And you could go back into the Bible, which I I'm I'm going to show you here something of uh, of interest along that line, and you can see <coughs> those same kind of truths. And, and how important uh, that, that that really is. Uh, let, me, let me show you something here in the book of, of, uh, of Jeremiah. Uh, this, this is it's just really, really important. It, it's too many verses to cover the whole thing, but uh, you, you, can, you can see it for yourself and, uh, and you can read these things. Uh, there is, uh, in the 27th chapter of Jeremiah... Uh, it talks about um, that uh, in the times of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, uh, this word came into Jeremiah the Lord, <coughs> saying, and um, um, in, in the verse, uh, I'm going to skip down some, because there's just so much here. In the sixth verse, it says, And now I have given all these lands unto the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and the beast of the field have I given unto him also. Now this is God. This is God speaking in the Old Testament to Jeremiah, saying that he has raised up uh, this this Nebuchadnezzar. And and you know last last week uh, I did a little bit of a teaching uh, on this thing of Nebuchadnezzar but apparently uh, in the uh, problems we had with the internet we lost that part Uh, Lord willing in the future I will repeat that teaching on Nebuchadnezzar because it's a good one but here is a revelation that God says he had assigned unto himself Nebuchadnezzar and one of the things that he did was he was able to reveal through Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar the very thing that was going to come on him in which he would become you know like a beast and he'd go back living on the earth on the ground and eating grass like animals and growing feathers like a bird man and uh, but uh, then he would be restored after seven times seven passed by him, and he would understand that the heavens do rain. And now it says, you know, I've given all these lands. I've, I've given them to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of of uh, of, uh, of Babylon, and he calls him my servant. Now this is the Bible. Now don't turn against me because I'm reading the Bible to you. But you better be careful 
when you don't know for sure who it is that God has anointed to bring about some change or some circumstances, uh, that those people may you may consider to be your enemy that God, that God is planning on using for a certain work. You better be very very careful, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you don't know the mind of God. God's thoughts are not your thoughts. God's ways are not your ways. Our ways are not His ways. Our ways are not His thoughts. <clears throat> Blessed be the name of God. Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> and all nations shall serve Him and His Son and His Son's Son until the very time His land come. And then many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of Him. Now, um, here's what Jeremiah then was saying uh, to, to the people in Jerusalem who had turned against the plan that God said he had set up of Nebuchadnezzar uh, here, here's what it said um, it says um, it shall come to pass that the nation and the kingdom which shall not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon uh, that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will punish, saith the Lord, with the sword and with the famine and with pestilence until I have consumed them by hand. Therefore, now hold on and hear this people, therefore hearken not to your prophets, nor to your diviners, nor to your dreamers, nor to your enchanters, nor to your sorcerers, which speaketh you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you, to remove you far from your land, and that I should drive you out, and you should perish. <clears throat> but the nations that bring their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, and serve him, those will I let remain still in their own land, saith the Lord, and they shall uh, tell it and dwell therein. And um, uh, and I spake also to Ze Zechariah, king of Judah, according to all these words, saying, "Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve of Babylon and serve him, and his people shall live." And why will you die, thou and thy people, by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, as the Lord hath spoken against the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? And he goes on in verse 17, Why, wherefore should this city be laid waste? And then in verse, in verse uh, 18, But if they be prophets, and if the word of the Lord be with them, let them now make intercessions to the Lord of hosts, that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord and in the house of the kings of Judah at Jerusalem go not to Babylon. That is how Jeremiah was saying. He was saying, Look, don't go out here and try to be a revolutionary. Don't go out here and try to be a zealot. Don't go out here and try to to fight against uh, the king of Babylon. You don't have the forces. You don't have the money. You don't have the army. You don't have the strength. And it's not the will of God. God is rather causing you for a time to go through this Babylonian captivity for a reason. Ladies and gentlemen, without the Babylonian captivity, you would not have a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and a Daniel. You would not have a Daniel who went through the, the fiery, who went through the, the, um, 
lion's den. You would not have a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, who walked uh, through the fiery furnace, heated seven times hotter than ever before, and and the king looking and seeing, uh, walking in there, a fourth likened to the Son of, of God. You would not have had those experiences. Also, it is known that during the time of this cap, uh, Babylonian captivity, this is the time when the Ecclesiastic uh, 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 of the the um, people that were into to the scribeship and and that were involved in in documenting the things of God that they did the greatest uh, period of the documentations of 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 acts of God and stories of God and and are responsible during that time for putting together the most succinct copies uh, of 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 the of the Torah. And, and of the prophets. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't always know why things happen a certain way, but <clears throat> he was saying now to the rest of the people still there, look, go along with this for now. God has a use for it. God has a plan for it. Go along with it for now. Why should this city be destroyed? Why should we be left for the famine and, and, the, and, the, and the people uh, die of pestilence and, and, and be killed in, in, a, in a war? Why should we do that? If we just leave things alone, uh, we, we can survive here. We can stay in our own land. We can keep our temple. Uh, we, we, we can, if we pray and, and intercede, we can even pray that the king of Babylon will not take away our sacred items. And this was how the people were told that they sh- that they should be involved in this ministry uh, that they were to be involved with, and not in the idea of going out here and planning revolutions uh, or, or or getting into this stirred up animosity and hatred <clears throat> that is that is going on today in the Christian realm. God is not for that. God is not backing that. It is not the plan of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you might take the time to read quite a bit more uh, in in the book of uh, of Daniel. Uh, pardon me, of Jeremiah, like the twenty ninth chapter, and um, and the thirtieth. Chapter, because there's a lot in there to show you how that God was dealing with these people, and they would not listen to Jeremiah. They wanted to kill him because he was prophesying these things. They put him in, in down into a pit to die, and they took a bunch of the people and they went to Egypt, and they thought they would be safe there, and they left their their country. They left their own country that God had given them. They forsook their temple. They forsook the the, the divine articles in the temple and they went to Egypt back to the land where God had delivered them from and and thought they would be safe but it was only a matter of time till the armies of Babylonian forces came into Egypt and destroyed the forces of Egypt and killed all those people I'm telling you God is speaking today by his spirit he's speaking to people to understand that he wants us to come into the rest of the Lord now in the the peace manifest Bible uh, in the revelations I want to read a little something to give you an idea of how this peace Bible is going to be in the um, 6th chapter and ninth verse of revelations 
it says, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Verse uh, chapter 610. Uh, and they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now, here is how it is interpreted by the Peace Bible. Verse 9. And when the Lord opened the fifth seal, I saw the spirits of saints waiting in Abraham's bosom, whose ministries had been deprived because of their testimony. Some of these saints were also executed because of their dedication of zeal to their faith. Verse 10. And I heard these saints praying with strong urgings unto the Lord, saying, How long, dear Lord, will it be until the ministry we have lived, suffered, and given uh, of the energy of our life's blood, uh, 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 until it will rise in those on earth who are to be saved. And this is the true interpretation of this verse. It, it is not the idea, how long are we to wait until we're avenged? Until those people that brought judgment on us, that they are, they are killed and punished and, and, and uh, uh, tortured. Uh, pretty sad. If you're up in heaven as a saint, uh, clothed in, in, in white righteous raiment, and the only thing that would be on your mind is that how long you have to wait until you're able to look down on earth and see these people that that were involved in 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 uh, your persecution and perhaps even death until you would be avenged and they would be uh, terribly massacred and and, and destroyed and and tortured. Uh, no, that is not what the Bible was saying. Uh, and here's what it was saying. And I heard these saints praying with strong urgings unto the Lord, saying, How long, dear Lord, will it be until the ministry we have lived, suffered, and given of the energy of our life's blood uh, for uh, it to rise in those on earth who are to be saved? That was what they were saying that their works would not be in vain they did not want uh, what they had given of their spirit and of their soul and of their heart and of their love to be in vain they wanted there to come out of it even though, uh, among those people who had who had harmed them like Jesus said you know pray uh, love your enemies pray for those who despitefully use you God is able to save these people and that's what they were praying that is the true prayer and that is how the peace manifest Bible goes and how it will go now my final subject on this thing about what should Christians be doing then what there are so many things that Christians today are not doing. For instance, I read you that verse about how that Jesus was the Lord of the living and the dead. And I, I want to show you in the scripture here uh, just how much uh, that the Lord uh, is the uh, master of the living and the dead. Um, uh, in in the, the scripture here, uh, it, it, it tells us some very interesting things. But this particular interesting things in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 15. It says this. Uh, verse uh, 20, uh, uh, 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is an enemy. It's a power and principality. 
we were given in the, the Garden of Eden the tree of life to be able to live forever and death became an enemy and was introduced by the forces of darkness by the Gaihan people, the enemy, the serpent people and ladies and gentlemen that is who we have to fight against the last enemy, this enemy, death that rides the pale horse for he hath put all things under his feet but when he saith all things are put under him it is manifest that he is accepted which did put all things under him and when all things shall be subdued unto him then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him that God may be all in all else else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead if the dead rise not at all why are they then baptized for the dead for the uh, for the dead and why stand we in jeopardy every hour now ladies and gentlemen I think this is a perfect scripture for us to bring a summation uh, and resolution uh, to, to this message, the battle revelation. The battle revelation says that there are things that we can do about the circumstances, whether it be economic circumstances, whether it be depressions, whether it be disease, uh, bacterial warfare, uh, uh, wars of nations, uh, political spectrums uh, that seem to be contrary, uh, whether it be uh, all kinds of, of uh, conditions that that are challenging, uh, God is saying, you know, we can make proxies against these things, but there are things that we can do, and and one of the things that a lot of Christians, not all the Christians, but a lot of Christians have missed out on is the praying for the dead, because the Lord is the Lord of the dead and the living. And we have the right, and I'm going to show you the scripture, we have the right to pray for the dead. And I want you to know that that every day, uh, without fail, uh, I pray, you know, for my, my grandmother who raised me, who's who's gone in transit, gone on to, to, the, to the Abraham's bosom. And, and, you know, she's there. She may, may, have, may even be regenerated in another life. But nevertheless, that is still the same spirit, the same spirit that will return to God one day. And so when I pray for my grandmother, I'm not praying for her, the body that she had when she lived here on earth. I'm praying for the real her. I'm praying for her spirit that I love. I love her spirit. And whatever that spirit is, if it's in Abraham's bosom, or if it's regenerated in another life, I'm still praying for that, that spirit of hers, because that is part of the baptism of the dead. And I pray for her every day. And I, I pray for all these different ones uh, in the family. Uh, of they, they may be relatives not very close, uh, but they're still relatives that I've known and loved, and I pray for them, and I pray for others that are that are people that have been in the church that that uh, pass, and I pray for them, and 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 these are the kind of things that the Christians should be involved in. They should be involved in, in remembering uh, their dead and praying for, for for them for their salvation, for their peace for their happiness and for their success wherever they are they should be praying uh, for world leaders to turn to God they should pray, be praying for for uh, 
for for the sword and 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 the weapons of war to be turned into plows. They should be praying for the knowledge of the Lord to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. They should be praying for the love of God, for God so loved the world to be broadcast to the whole world and ears to be opened and eyes to be opened uh, to hear and to see the glories of God. They should pray for the veil that has been over the the the, the minds of people uh, since uh, the time of. of of Moses and on to be removed and and for God to open uh, the the graveyards uh, of the memory where people's memories uh, of who they really are and who they they belong to and their past ancient history uh, for that grave to be open and for them to come out of it in a, a renewing of the mind and begin to remember uh, who who they were and where they were uh, in Job 38 when the morning started began to sing together for joy and they shouted for that joy Uh, ladies and gentlemen they should be involved in proxies like Ezekiel and like many of the other prophets and people of God to to use proxies it laid siege against circumstances, whether it's sickness, uh, whether whether it's is ignorance, uh, whether whether it is stupidity, whether it is disease, uh, whether it is people who are have turned against God uh, out, out of out of uh, their their stubbornness and and their witchcraft mentality to to pray against that to not believe that the forces of darkness and the principalities and the powers of darkness have more authority and more power and more capability than we do because it's not by physical might it's not by physical power but it's by God's spirit says the Lord and we know that in this rest that we come into, this rest and trusting in God, uh, that we will be able to conquer all the forces of darkness, to to deliver unto them a blow from which, from time to time, they shall not be able to recover, but shall stumble uh, uh, in, in the result of it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, God wants us to pray, not only for the living, but to pray for those who have stepped beyond uh, uh, the other uh, side of the demarcation line because believe me between life in this physical body and life in the spirit is just a small line that you walk across and, and when you leave this house this physical house your spirit that's in your body walks over uh, to this spirit world which is more real than even this physical body world that you live in and so, these are things that God has said. Now, let me let me give you an an, an inkling, uh, an insight of the power that you really have. Let me let me show you in the first John, the fifth chapter, and I want you to get this. It's it's about the power that you have to forgive, the power that you have to forgive. In the fifth chapter of First John and the fifteenth verse, it says, "And." Sinandaki, and if we know that he hears us, if we know that God hears us, that Jesus Christ hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, 
he shall ask and shall give him life for them that send not unto death. You have the right, according to the scriptures in the Holy Bible, according to 1 John 5.15, you have the right to petition God as a kinsman redeemer in Jesus Christ. You have the right to ask for life. You have the right to ask for forgiveness. You have the right to ask for the sins and, and the dreadful things that any person has done, as long as they have not blasphemed against the Holy Spirit, that's a place beyond uh, where you have the power to go. Uh, that is a special case that has to be handled uh, by special aspect of God. But you have, other than that, you have for any sin... That is, that is not unto the death, being the blaspheme in the Holy Ghost. You have the right to pray for it, and you have the right to, to destroy any unrighteousness uh, by the forgiveness of their sins, which you have the right to petition and ask for. That means not only of those that are living, but you have the right. It says, uh, uh, it has the right you shall give him life. You have the right to continue that life past the enemy of death. You have the right to pass that on. And, and it, it is the kind of mind and the kind of thinking that people should be into. This is the real battle revelation. This is the real production call that God's people are being called to. And they are being distracted. They are being distracted with videos and books about all the the horrible things that are going to come and what the beast is going to do and what the Antichrist is going to do. And and there's not even going to be a the Antichrist. That's not even written in the Bible. There's going to be many Antichrists. Many. But they're a pluralistic body. They're not a singular body. They've never been presented as a singular body. Excuse me. But the one that has been mentioned as a singular is part of the satanic trinity. And, and that is the prodigal son. And, and that is the one, the false prophet, who's the one that's going to come. And he's, he's got antichrist in him, just like all the people that are against Jesus Christ. They've got antichrist in him. They are contrary. They are contra. And, and, but they're not the antichrist because that is not one of the, one of the setups that was ever given in the Bible. And you check it out yourself and see yourself. There's only two times that that is mentioned, and in both cases it's plural, not singular. And, and but the ant, but the, the prodigal son is singular. It is a personified individual, one of the, of the satanic trinity. So ladies and gentlemen, People need to know the truth, and they need to be set free, and they need to, to, to be for the Lord to say unto my Lord, "Sit thou here until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Come unto the rest of the Lord, uh, rest and, and be at ease, be at trust. Put your burdens upon me. Put your heavy, heavy uh, uh, problems and, and, and worries. Put them upon me, so that you can be happy and you can be free, and so that above all." You can spend your time uh, uh, in the love of God. And that's where people need to be spending their time loving, loving, loving the love of God. 
is so great, it is so wonderful, there is nothing that can surpass it. And that is the battle revelation. I have freed you tonight if you hear this word. And all of you that do hear this word, I free you tonight from all of those people that call themselves prophets, all those people that call themselves ministers of God, who are out there still teaching to love your enemies, or pardon me, to hate your enemies, and just only love your neighbors. Those that are still preaching that, instead of preaching the words of Jesus that says, love your enemies and pray for them that despitefully use you. Do not follow the old method. There is a new method through Jesus Christ. And it's so good. And it's so wonderful. And it's so full of peace. May God bless you. And may He keep you. And may He cause His face to shine upon you. And may the love of God walk with you. And talk with you. And meet you in your dreams. And kiss you in your sleep. And cuddle you whenever you have moments of fear or doubt. And heal you ever with so that you go from a wholeness and a goodness to a wholeness and a goodness. And may you be among those, ladies and gentlemen, may you be among those who the Lord says in the Word of God, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto those that something is not pure, then it is not pure. May you be among those who are free. And now, for just a few short minutes here, for Gentile, we want to praise and give thanks unto the Lord God Almighty. While we were gone on this week trip, we, were, we experienced some beautiful Gentile work of God. And we give praise to God, and we thank God for His mercy. How that God did this major restoration of hearing uh, to this, to this uh, brother. And I just got a, an email from him, and I'm sure he's listening tonight. And he's telling how thankful to God that he is, that he can hear again like he's hearing. I thank God for the power of Gentile. And there are, you, there are those of you out there who need healing. And so I want to just do this brief Gentile for you that are fighting against diseases that have to do uh, with a loss of your protective system that is a system God gave you of immunity hypothalamus to the pituitary pituitary the hypothalamus and thyroid to the lymphatic gland begin to send messages through the neural network through all of the hemispheres, through the corpus callosum, callosum to make contact, begin to deal across the synaphysis, into the batons, and message the, and to every part of the body to heal and deliver it from arthritis and rheumatism. 
nitroprolysis. Deliver. Raise up all you hormones. Arm yourself with the virtue of your your gift of gland. And begin to pour out upon the body what is needed. And arm the system of the lymphatic glands to purify the blood and to strengthen the immune system triple so be it God bless you and good night